This is a HeadGum Podcast. Gabris is here telling you to check out another podcast. Thank you for listening to mine. But while you're listening to mine, I want to give you an ad for another podcast. I want to tell you about Green Eggs and Dan, a great podcast from the multi-talented Dana Dude. Uh, I love Dan. We work together on a bajillion dollar uh, properties and... Uh, We've done some other stuff together. I really like him. He's an actor, writer, restaurateur, and comedian you might recognize from Netflix's Cobra Kai and Kevin James's The Crew. On each episode of his podcast, Dan quizzes a famous guest about a very personal topic, their fridge. This season, guests include legendary chef Jacques Papin, modern family star Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Food Lab author J. Kenzie Lopez-Alt, And Emmy-winning actor Henry Winkler will show Dan what's in their fridges. I believe I'm also on this upcoming season, but definitely not as famous as these people. But since I'm advertising for Dan's podcast on mine, I should probably mention I guested on Green Eggs and Dan and had a blast. And you'll see Dan on an upcoming High and Mighty for show. The conversation starts with food. Where it ends? Well, you'll just have to tune in to find out. Subscribe, listen, and discover something new about your food says about you on Green Eggs and Dan, wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, standing six foot two, 295 pounds, from Nassau County, Long Island, it's the number one fuckboy, Johnny G. John Gabers. All you gotta do is trust me. Also joining me in the high, that's Jackson Maine, of course. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabers. Arthur, give him a shout out. Pan the webcam for the guests. There's already basking in the sun. And back, speaking of those aforementioned guests, one guest returning, one guest here for the first time, been a big fan of them for a long time, and they have a fucking podcast together called That's Messed Up, colon, SVU Podcast. It's Lisa Trigger and Kara Clank. Yeah. I'm officially sweating my ass off. (laughs) (laughs) That is wild. He died as he lived, introducing a podcast. (laughs) He died as he lived, screaming at strangers. (laughs) I'm so pumped you guys could do this. This is so exciting. And I love your Zoom name. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that just helps when I... It's helpful... On not on my podcast as much as when I'm guesting on other podcasts. Yeah, yeah. But I've definitely, uh, as so, I'm assuming, you know, Lisa. As I just panicked trying to read it, I'm like, I'm going to say it wrong. It, you have a name like that, you're just like, I just want you to get it right. It's so easy to get wrong. My name is as, as phonetic as yours is, and it's like people still just get it wrong. Yeah. My favorite story is one time the Belushi that's alive brought me up on stage as Leslie, and I love that. That's Leslie. that's like the real that's the real like if people say gabris I go that's understandable that's phonetic but when people say garbis I'm like <laughs> you got to you like oh, mix yeah. two letters and that's the most common misspeak is garbis I, I get guess. Clara a lot cuz Kara and Clank I get Clara that K-L-A-R-A. makes sense and that's yeah. not a real name I mean <laughs> I don't think so no I think that's where Italian girls get their ears pierced at. Clara's. <laughs> Clara's. <laughs> what uh, is it? 
Is it Kara or Kara, depending on location, or do you have a specific pronunciation? In your I just head? say Kara. You say Kara. But if British people call me Kara, I don't care. Yeah. Carl you know? Clark. Kara. <laughs> yeah. Because that's like how they say it. But yeah, if it's American people, I'm like, it's Kara. British that people total- doing impressions of me is one of my favorite things in life. Oh, <laughs> it's really funny. They really make me sound like such a dumb bitch. And <laughs> uh, like my Australian friend tried to do an impression of me talking the other day, and it was like he sounded like Ryan Gosling, like oh, not Ryan, like a Ryan Gosling shitty character. I'm not trying to <laughs> steal Ryan Gosling. He was just like, hey, oh, uh, it's me. Gabrus, you know, and I was like, I don't, I don't think I sound like that, man. Where is Ryan Gosling? I haven't seen him in a while. You used to see him all the time, right? Yeah, (laughs) used to be so close. (laughs) Where is Ryan Gosling? He left two hours ago to get coffee for us, and I haven't seen him in fucking. What the fuck, man? (laughs) Dude, I would love to just have like randomly be friends with someone that famous. It sounds like a hoot. One yeah. of our friends is like randomly very good friends with Rachel McAdams, speaking of like the notebook people. Oh, wow. And he's just like, he'll just be like, oh, yeah. And then when I was with Rachel the other day, I'm like, what is it like to just have like a super famous friend like that's to that level? Yeah, but she's know. grounded. She lives in Canada. You know, she doesn't love yeah. the Hollywood thing. She doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. She had like yeah. hidden baby. She did like secret pregnancies. Yeah. <laughs> You know, classic. I know someone whose like best friend is Adam Levine, and they'll just be like, "Yeah, I went to Vegas with Adam, and it was and like the Vegas story sounds like, oh yeah, that's not <laughs> something I've ever done in Vegas. It's like, oh, I now re- remember who you went with, all that. Yeah. That and how sense. do they know each other? They like uh, both from California or something. Like they grew up, like they know each other from like high school. That's fine. They met each other getting that huge California tattoo on their abs. They were both getting one. And they were like, they both were sitting in chairs, spun around to pick the other person, and realized, oh my god, we went to high school together. This is the voice. <laughs> so you guys have a podcast dedicated entirely to a an iconic show that I think is both overrated and underrated simultaneously. <laughs> it's both uh, elevated and lowbrow. It's procedural and game changing. And it's the TV show of choice of uh, daytime hotel TV. Yes. It's just it. Law and order is so is such a power. I'm, I'm assuming you guys saw Mickey Rourke's recent like yes. post Expose. about Expose. <laughs> His manifesto about Law and Order. And Ice Cube, man, you cr- Ice T, you're crushing it, my friend. It's literally, he just discovered a show that's been on for 22 seasons and decided like the to most give it a review. Ubiquitous show that exists. There's 11 versions of it. The one he's talking about is yeah. the most famous that's been around forever. And he's like, anyone else catch this shit? Now yeah. that I've been working out in my living room. That is how you f- fall in love with Law and Order, though, is being a road comic and having a day in the hotel where you're like I'm too hungover to walk around so I'm just going to lay in air conditioning and then you're like what's on TV Law and Order's on three channels <laughs> I'll watch I'll pick one episode oh shit this is the one with you know I actually New really, York actor. really love the way you described it and I think we have to cut it and like use that Be, it, yeah like, we're going to play a clip we're going to play a clip on our podcast you said like procedural but groundbreaking and I it's you put it so perfectly I I'm kudos. 
I've never like, said that out loud. <laughs> <Kudos>. <laughs> Fuck, now's the time. It's sort of like those guys who make high-end McDonald's, bur- those guys, those chefs who make high-end McDonald's burgers. Like, yeah. it's sort of like people are putting a lot of effort, a lot of money, and a lot of time into making entertainment for the masses. So yeah. it's like, it's it's not like they're writing it off like, oh, whatever, this is for everybody. It's like, no, this is for everybody. Let's fucking, you know, by year 26, you start really hammering and down this, you know, you start really figuring out the format, I feel like. Yeah, but always changing, always doing wild, different things, um, different eras of the show, of course. And it's been really fun because our yeah. show, we like jump around. So oh, that makes that's so much a smarter idea than being like, we're still yeah. in season three where it's like, oh, no, like, no, no. You got 21 more episodes left to talk. Well, we have favorites. We have favorites. Yeah. So we yeah. want to talk about our fucking favorites and get the celebrities that we love to guest on mm. it. Yeah, and we talk about the true crime that the episode was based on, and they're not all specifically based on a true crime. Like some of them, you could shoehorn some of them into a story you've heard or whatever, but right. you know, we're picking ones that are based on like crimes we're interested in, the celebrity guests we want to get, you know, et cetera. And that's the that's, most that's, fucked that's, up part of our journey because you watch the show and you love it, we love it, and then you start researching the real crime and you're like, Oh no, this happened to someone and it's much worse than we could have ever imagined. <laughs> and and a bunch of people made a bunch of money off of this poor woman's murder yeah. that we and that I that I now th- throw on when I'm like half jerking off, half getting ready to go out for the night in my house. I'm like <laughs> Uh, oh yeah we found her inside out on the bqe it's like <laughs> haha that's crazy and it's like some kid is watching it. it's like that's my aunt like my, that's the story of my aunt was the inside out lady on the bqe oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, they, it, it heightens so great too like i just love how the show is got like it's got it's we're, if we're talking exclusively svu it's got its core people that we all love and the game, like the fact that Maloney has daughters, uh, Stabler has daughters, is such a funny runner for like how frequently it comes up to the point where if you're like Munch or Olivia or anyone, wouldn't you just be like, I think you need to transfer to like robbery homicide, yeah. dude. <laughs> like maybe having three young girls, also insane writing. It's like, I have three daughters, so they'll always be the age of something that's happening to right. someone. It's like, that's like my 14 year old daughter. That's like my 21 year old daughter. It's like, it's too convenient in a dangerous, anyone would go stabler. Let's uh, maybe swap, right. maybe something like, you know, hostage negotiation. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of a common trope where like the parents of the victim or suspect or whatever would be like, detective, do you have children? And it's like, maybe Benson doesn't, but she's still upset about what's happening. You know what I, I mean? Like, I don't and then get- they gave Maloney five. They gave yeah, him five. Exactly. He goes, yeah, I have five. Like I have five <laughs> innocent daughters. Why? What happened to them? <laughs> What do you know? <laughs> yeah, it's funny because, like, we love Stabler. Like, you know, obviously, Christopher Maloney's really talented. Like, you know, he's the face of that show for 11 seasons and then he left, or 12 seasons and then he left. And then now he's kind of back with his own spinoff. And it's like, when you do a podcast about him now in 2021, it's like he is bad i mean he's like police brutality toxic masculinity (laughs) like he is like we're like yeah i mean sure would i love him to throw me up against a file cabinet of course but like you know maybe you should like 
do this by the book. Like everything, it's it's just funny now because we get it. We have a younger group of a younger audience too. In, in like a portion of our audience that's younger, that's like, uh, no, no thanks. Well, that's but, what's that's really crazy. This is unpacking the shit you grew up watching. Right. Everything I grew up watching, especially as like a little action movie loving kid in the eighties and nineties, was like. You know what? It's time a white guy with a gun just took things into his own hands and like fixed the city or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like I just grew up watching hours of that a day. And I think I ended up on like the safe side of uh, fucked up. And I just think think about like people like President Trump also fucking watched all that same shit. And it broke his brain in that he's like, I don't know. Fell in love with soldiers and generals and cops and shit. Yeah. Sociopaths watch things. Ooh, that's a good question. Like Dexter hmm. never caught a show. You know what I mean? Like right, they might ever, have they might edit that part out of uh, <laughs> the series Dexter. It's like, I never read the books, Dexter's but I'm like, sure there's I'm not about to, to... <laughs> He's like, I'm about to go do this murder when I finish fucking binging the circle on Netflix. Yeah. Like, I, mean, like... I love Buto. <laughs> that's the thing. Do you guys watch the uh, did you, uh, you guys, I know Kara does. Do you watch the Americans? <laughs> No, but that's something that's been recommended to me a handful of times. It's good, but it is this thing of like, they just don't have enough time. How are they spies, parents, real estate agents going to a party? They're travel agents. Yeah. (laughs) It's like 24 too, like where it's like, if they're really doing the minute by minute thing, you mean like, so every commercial Kiefer is dumping out. (laughs) Like he's always shitting in the six minute break in commercials. (laughs) Um, I used to work at a hair salon. This was like 11, 12 years ago. A lot of roller derby girls work there. And there was one girl I'll never forget, and she was Queefer Sutherland. Ah, great name. Such a good name. That was a um, improv group at UCB, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember some of the all-female group names were Queefer Sutherland, Scotchatory Tape, uh, and uh, Tuna Fey, which I liked as well. (laughs) (laughs) And I was in an all-female group just called Topanga. Oh, that one also works. I like that. I do like that. I was in an all-male group called Harold Knight. I'm proud to say. I was say, in a classic 6 2 structure. Six men, two women, all white, doing I improv. <laughs> no improv groups for me. And look at you. <laughs> You've made it. And we're, we're all fine. <laughs> we're all doing the same exact job, except I, I did, did hundreds of hours what? of free work. <laughs> well, I do open mics, you know. Yeah, I did true. open mics. I just, the moment. Like improv for for me, the moment I found stand up, improv was too positive for me. Good job, yeah. let's do it. We got each other. Like I enjoyed. Oh, I refuse our anger. Yeah, I refuse to do the pat you on the back. I got your back thing. I oh, I, yeah. I was like, I, this is too positive for me. I That's a highlight it. of improv for me. That's like one it. of the better things is uh, <laughs> just someone saying camp. they have your back. <laughs> I do yeah. love summer camp, but there. But you know what? We talk a lot of shit at summer camp. It's really. It's like you know. There's also a dark side. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is you like the uh, improv world, too, is like adult summer camp. Yeah. Like it is for the people with wealthy parents. It is for like <laughs> Jewish people. It is for <laughs> trying to think who else classically goes to camps, <laughs> summer camps. Um, but I did. I We got to do improv in high school, our theater department. And so we put on oh, a sketch yeah. and improv show. And I got in trouble after the first show because I mimed like sucking a dick. Like I got on my knees for the freeze game show. (laughs) You know, afterwards we're all meeting for notes. And he was like, are you fucking kidding me? In front of the parents? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) 
We had that a girl- makes me so fucking happy, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took when I took improv um, two hundred one. I was I was with John Daly, and then he had to leave to go like film something. So Neil Casey took over our class, who's a good friend of yours. And we had a girl <laughs> in our class who just kept initiating scenes about fucking. Like she was like, "So are you gonna fuck me?" And like just she would like pretend to take her pants off, and like Neil had to stop her at one point and go. What's gonna happen? Are you gonna follow through with this? Like, what are you doing? Like, You're really painting yourself into a corner here yeah. for how these scenes are supposed to go, right? And it's like you know, and then and then he had to tell her not to be in our final class show. She wasn't because oh, yeah. she kept trying to fuck everybody. It was really ah. Uh, she is now a teacher at UCB. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she was trying to fuck everyone. Now well, she's a wild success in the entertainment industry. <laughs> Yeah, oh theater theater dorks uh, fucking band, you know, that's like a category of life. Yeah, oh, for sure. Well, speaking of theater, that's something that Law & Order taps into as being a oh, New York yeah. taped show is like having the theater people, having New York actors on, like having, well, to me, he was big at the time, but Chris Noth, like having him on, like uh, Jerry Orbach, this all felt like, it felt like New York. And as a Long Islander and like loving the city, I was like, so steeped in the show. And then I, you talked about it a little bit, but this is maybe a meta game to being a fan of law and order is like the guest star episodes. Cause it's like, there's a Gaffigan does an episode. Oh like yeah. Col- Colbert does an episode. I mean, so many people, but like, Stand up comics that you're just like when they're in the, like Robin Williams does one he did one as Dude, Martin the, Short Charlie does Todd. One? Oh wait, he, sorry. Char- Charlie you, Todd did one? No. Robin Williams is pretty much Charlie Todd in the based on a ripped from the headlines way. He's doing improv everywhere stunts. They're like freezing in oh, Grand Central yes. and stuff. So yes. it's weirdly a episode I, of Law and Order about improv everywhere where Robin Williams is like the leader of that little yeah, organization. Yeah, but then if like Robin Williams was like kidnapping Olivia Benson and like, or Char- if Charlie yes. Todd was doing that. Yes, exactly. Um, wait, That's yeah. the crime part. Did you see part. the stand-up <laughs> comedy episode? No. Oh, there's a stand-up it's... comedy rape episode. There's a, oh they God. did an episode based on this comic who got accused of like raping a waitress and in, in like, I think on the road or whatever. He's, he's like a clubby guy that like, I was going to say, I'm about to say here, here, here in lies an awful line slash joke. Which comic yeah, are yeah, we yeah. referring to? <laughs> I don't think he's not like somebody in like our yeah. peer group. Like he's older and he's a road guy, but like they did this full episode about him and Jonathan Silverman plays him. Oh shit! And they shoot a whole scene at the comic strip on the Upper East Side where I used to perform. And when the cop, when the when like the gang walks in, like Olivia and Ice T and people, he goes, "Oh look, everybody, it's the sex police!" And everyone in the audience goes, "Boo!" <laughs> it's this insane setup oh, where shit. like everybody hates the NYPD, and I'm like, "That's not really the vibe since 9/11." I mean, maybe now, but like at yeah. this time, like they were. The- they- they- they did pretty well from 2001 to about 2017, 2018. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, and I don't think people are specifically the sex police, the people that help women and children. And then there was a show in New York called, um, oh my God, I'm blanking. I have pregnancy brain. What is it called? The, what, the Halloween show. 
Stick or treat. Stick or treat. Stick or treat. Oh, and yeah, I, yeah. And I played the fictional rape comic from Love <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Layers, Clank. Layers. It's <laughs> funny because the people that got it really loved it, and the people that got, didn't were like, what's happening? And I was like, bye. That's my time. You get like a yeah. minute. How the did idea? they introduce you? They introduced me as fictional rape, co- rape comic Josh, whatever, or like okay. whatever the guy's name was. Yeah. They were like rape comic. They were like from undateable. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, <laughs> just so it's it's so crazy. Like Law and Order is was ahead of the time with that. It's Completely. like they were like <laughs> they were like shining lights on or like that's some like with John Oliver everything. shit. <laughs> They're ahead yeah. of the times with everything. Even if they fuck, say like old timey things that are not cool, there's always a character explaining the good and like they are ahead of their time. We have got, we have looked into a bunch of cases where we're like, oh, this is based on this murder. And then we look, we're, we look it up and we're like, no law and order did this first. Like Law and Order did like did the crime before the crime happened in weird ways. Like oh. just, <laughs> Law and Order, like Law and Order came up with this murder. Yeah, <laughs> and in this one, in this episode, we were interviewing Eric McCormick, you know, from Will and Grace, and we're talking, having a pleasant convo, and then I fucked up, and I was like, "So, do you know the real life case of that woman that was murdered and left in a suitcase in the garbage dumpster?" And he was like. That's terrible. Like, why are you bringing this up? <laughs> he was like, so I, I, turned off by it. <laughs> and this is after ambushing before. me with brutal shit. Yeah. yeah. They're like, damn. Like, there's- we think everybody's like super into researching their roles, and a lot of them are like, we come for a day. It's like I mean, yeah. it's a day. It's a day player thing. I'm not like creating a backstory. <laughs> I, I, I do love. Excuse me how much stuff Law & Order introduced me to in the way like The Simpsons did in my childhood where I was like, I learned what Clockwork Orange was from oh, The look, Simpsons. Oh, my I learned, Simpsons yeah. tarot deck. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, that that's hyper-specific. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but like, truly, like The Simpsons taught me about so many references. I feel like Law & Order did the same thing because it would be like, Law and Order, someone just had a Google alert on, on the Law & Order staff that's like, what is new shit? Because we just... I, I remember watching an episode when they're like, the cold open was people were geocaching. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and it's like, what is this? And you look it up and it's like, wow, it is a subculture. And it's like, <laughs> that's the episode with Eric McCormick. Yes. Is it really? Yes. It starts <laughs> out right, with them they, geocaching. Oh my God. Cause they find, <laughs> and oh shit. And here's the other thing about this is uh, Law and Order has this power just like. Uh, Seinfeld has this power to me. There's such action-packed shows. There's so much meat in every episode that you're like, yeah, the puffy shirt episode is funny. The man hands episode. And someone's like, that's the same episode. And you're like, what? what? And you're like, these two huge iconic pop culture references happen in the same 22 minute span. It's like, this is exactly the thing. I did not even realize that when I brought this up. I have I have goosebumps because I love kismet and serendipity shit. Like <laughs> yeah, uh, the Simpsons for sure. Like, I don't know who Pablo Neruda is, but I know about it because of the Simpsons. Oh, I know Boutros Boutros Kali is because of uh, D- David Letterman. Like the amount of things I 
because comedy was my way. I mean, I learned the story of King Arthur from Monty Python. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just like the amount of things where it's like, that's actually, and then when you learn it in school, you're like, wow, I actually know about this because <laughs> Bart referenced this or whatever. <laughs> Even stupid pop culture things, I, like, I realized that I saw Spaceballs like 12 times before I ever saw Star Wars. <laughs> so then when I saw Star Wars, I was like, this is like an unfunny Spaceballs. Why am I watching this? That like, happened to me with Weird Al Yankovic. I had a Weird Al tape before I knew the popular songs and that blew my mind for sure. You are just like the only person who's like, I like his originals. I didn't know he did parodies. I just yeah, fell in love with his voice. <laughs> like a surgeon? Whack. <laughs> uh, but SVU, and not even reverent, but like, yeah, I didn't know about Pico where if you eat lead, you might become, uh, you know, it might fuck up your brain. Like, I learned lessons about, I always bring up the incest. If you're an adult, if there's two adults incesting, that's legal. Oh. I didn't know you that. Always, you always bring that up, you said. I do. <laughs> she brings up. it every, up as I one of the main Thanksgiving lessons. With this fact. <laughs> Just a heads up, family. <laughs> she brings it up as one of her main lessons that she learned from the show. One of the best lessons I learned, something that's really helped me in life, is... <laughs> uh, well... The show is great for shit like that. It's like, well, they were 69ing. 69ing, it's where you mutually pleasure each other with oral sex. It's like the way you can like learn quick random things. It's like a rainbow. You don't know what a rainbow party is. It's where you put lipstick on your yeah, mouth yeah, and put yeah. it yeah, and you're like a rainbow she, party for sure. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Like uh, there was an episode where a woman basically like cattle prods this guy's like fucking prostate right as she like right after she kills him to get his sperm out. Like and I'm like, okay, I guess I know that that's something that can be done now. Like there's yeah, just, it's and I, that would be the way how young Gabrus would learn about artificial insemination. You know what I mean? To be like, oh, did you know you could actually get sperm from a dead body if you cattle prod the per like uh, prostate? Like that to me would be like that's an interesting scientific fact as a little kid. And meanwhile, I'm, I'm like, why, why do you know this kid? Like, a lot of our listeners like talk about, they write to us and they say that they started watching the show when they were really young. They're like, I watched the show when I was like nine or 10. It was like too young. Like, I was a, a thousand percent too young. A thousand. <laughs> and like my, I would watch it with my co-viewing with like my dad or my mom. And I remember this distinctly my dad saying shit like guilty. He's guilty. <laughs> you know, like, Jotty, he did it. Yeah, I know. And it's like, in hindsight, like, as a kid, I was like, that's really smart, Dad. And then you, like, watch it as an adult. And you're like, okay, Dad, you don't need to brag to your son that you know who killed it. It's like this, the classic Law & Order crime solve is that it's the most famous person it's in the first the guest act. star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. They didn't bring yeah. John Stamos on the show to, like, Just come in for five yeah. seconds and then <laughs> yeah. leave. Man, I... Law and Order is so ubiquitous that people, it's like people have chunks in their stand-up. I mean, like Mulaney did like obviously early on, he had that big favorite, yeah. that kind of bit that broke through. But like Law and Order is like, it's such a universal experience that people could talk about it like flying or the annoying coworker in your stand-up. Like it's so easily universal because everyone's like, and right now, yeah, I know what Law and Order is. <laughs> with TikTok, it's awesome. People are dancing to the theme song. People are making, I really, my favorite genre is black people being like, when I say a cab, I don't mean this lady or like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we love her. We go way back. Um, but, and with Maloney's ass, like it, it has oh, hit a really cool. It's only gotten stronger. Moment. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's just like not water cooler shows anymore because of uh, like, you know, streaming and like there's just so much content out there and no one's all watching the same thing. And I'm not saying everybody's like keeping up watching like the current episodes of SVU like I am, but like, you know, but it, every, it it's is, like it's in the ether. You don't it. not you've know. You've seen of it. it. Like you barely ever meet a person that's like I've never seen one episode of it. You're like, "What? Yeah. Like you've never been to a hotel? Like I'm confused." Yeah. Like <laughs> you've never turned on a TV because yeah. <laughs> if you turn on it but in the before before smart TVs, if you turned on a television uh, randomly, you had like a 35% chance that Law & Order would be on, maybe a 15% chance that it would be a commercial during an episode of Law & Order, <laughs> and then like 50% anything else. But it was so frequently almost Law & Order. Like, the hotel shuffle is TNT, T TBS, just like pop, at least in the yeah. 2000s. Are you a Forensic Files person as well or no? No, no. Is that is that one of the real reality ones, or is that one of the? It's like a more like a docu series. They do reenactments. Yeah. That's and just like another hotel for me. It's like SV right. Forensic Files, and then Bravo, and then Kardashians, and then I'll do like a South Park Family Guy. That's a lot of hotels don't have Bravo, sadly. A lot of hotels, I feel like. Yeah. I'll but, bump down. I'll bump down and just watch Mario Lopez explaining what movies are on the, the <laughs> Hotel Network. I'll have that playing all day in my room, being like, "Why am I going slowly insane?" And it's like, "Oh, because <laughs> someone's just been talking the same eight minute uh, patter over and over and they over just again." Replay it. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm proud of him. You know, he just kept that career going. And Dude, he nice. fucking rules. He's good at it, man. It's crazy. Who would have thought that AC Slater would have been the most successful of all of them? Right. Who would have? Oh, God. That is because you would guess uh, Kapowski or I would think Morris. Kelly, Zach, you know, the kind yeah. of the main character. Also, I don't know. Zach or has been on SVU. Yes. Yes. Yes, he has. I. I. I was a big CI Law and Order fan. I love D'Onofrio. You, you like D'Onofrio. See, he's too much of a weirdo for me. I hey, can't. that's exactly what I like about him. He's in a completely different show than everyone else yeah. on that show. He does. I'm, this is my impression of because uh, I at the time when it was popular, I used to do this impression, and I, I it worked at parties. But here it is. And where did you find the forgery? <laughs> he like. Will approach a scene like, like stalk in like prey and say the most arbitrary line of dialogue. Like he'll give a pregnant pause for like forty seconds as he like postures totally, and he's like, "So you're saying you're innocent?" You're like, "Wait, what the fuck?" Have you? And seen to me, the, that just keeps you on your toes the whole time. Have you seen the BoJack Horseman um, making fun of him? No, no. There's gonna... um, I forgot what season, but basically it's like him. They hired him to be in like a fun sitcom and he's acting like Vincent D'Onofrio. And so they have to <laughs> <Yeah>. fire him. <laughs> That's really funny. That's I just literally wrote down Bojack D'Onofrio because I will find that clip. It's also an amazing show. I would suggest everyone. It's like Simpsons level layered. Oh I shit! I started it. I liked it. Oh no, Bojack! I was like, Criminal Intent. <laughs> well, you got to watch it the way Lisa watches it. No, Bojack fucking... is so is so fucking good. It's visually funny, jokey, funny, and just like it makes fun of showbiz. I honestly don't know how people not in showbiz watch it. It is so inside. Oh, I got to check it out. I, I mean, I, I I've watched like a, 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 probably the first season and really loved it, and just didn't get back on. It's one of my sleep time shows. I would say. Ooh, that's a good one. So I've watched it a lot. 
Like you mean a show that you put on your because you've seen it before and you're just comfortable falling asleep to it. It's not loud or garish or like will surprise you or anything yeah. like well, that. Well, I love watching The Simpsons as well because I've seen it so much. But Abe Simpson's voice will pop me out of bed. I yeah. can't hear his Horny voice. as fuck. <laughs> Wait, who's Abe Simpson? Homer's dad, grandpa. Oh, the grandpa, the grandpa. <laughs> his voice is like nails on a chalkboard ah! for me. And I'm like, yeah. oh. <laughs> I can't hear his voice. It really fucks me up. That's a that that is a wild like honestly I love the same Sims. with Seinfeld with Marty like uh G, like the that the the Estelle, the Costanza Mrs Costanza Mrs Costanza yes, yes. I, ah, like I can't <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean I love her I didn't watch Seinfeld until it came out on Hulu and now I've watched it all dozens of times and I you know I take quizzes online and I'm pretty good like I get it. But <laughs> I didn't watch it till I was an adult. And I'm, oh, wow. I, I watched lucky. it when it was like on. Yeah, I feel lucky because I didn't know about New York and then living in New York and then watching the show. It's like, yes. I yeah. I, my family watched that show. It was like The Simpsons and Seinfeld were shows that like my dad enjoyed. My mom would watch. No idea if she processed any of it. And then me and my brothers of all different ages would fucking dig those shows too. Seinfeld was one of Seinfeld and Simpsons had that same thing too, where you could laugh at half of it at like 12 and then laugh at the other half yeah, at yeah, like yeah. 25 and then laugh at all of it at 35 when you're like back yeah. to comfortable with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Caught my neighbor in the driveway yesterday. This is the neighbor who uses ship station to send out vintage clothes. She finds and runs out of her little store. I don't fully understand what she's doing on that side, but she keeps talking to me about ShipStation, thankfully, because they're an advertiser on my podcast and they make her life so much easier, make it super productive. Uh, she's got her own online store and it that part's easy, but then she realized she was like overwhelmed with the shipping stuff. But ShipStation is the number one shipping software for e-commerce sellers with more five-star reviews anywhere else. No matter where you're selling, whether it's Etsy, Amazon, your own website, ShipStation can funnel all your orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, even your cell phone. You'll get even access to amazing discounts with major carriers, including UPS, FedEx, and USPS. Easily compare carriers and choose the best solution every time. With ShipStation, small businesses can now access the same rates usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies without the contracts or commitments. Actually, that was the first thing my neighbor Kat said to me was that she's saving money with it and it's costing her less because of those discounts. Uh, but to me, the exciting thing was how much easier it is because that's a little more universal. Um, but ship more in less time. All you got to do is use my offer code MIGHTY, M-I-G-H-T-Y, to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months of free, no-hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in MIGHTY. That's ShipStation.com, S-H-I-P-S-T-A-T-I-O-N.com, and enter offer code MIGHTY. Make ship happen. Welcome to Stock X. Oh, yeah. We got some cool products advertising on High and Mighty, the only live marketplace for what's now and what's next. Whether it's sneakers, uh, that's the one I know I see people use it the most for, apparel, electronics, collect collectibles, or trading cards. 
Everything on StockX is brand new and 100% verified authentic. With StockX, you have the power to shop millions of hard-to-find or sold-out products at their true market value. Discover products that are on trend and ahead of the trends by shopping on StockX. All you have to do is download the app or sign up online and you can start buying and selling in a few easy clicks. Start shopping at StockX.com. S-T-O-C-K-X.com. StockX. Let's talk Law & Order highlights. Let's talk uh, shining stars that don't get a lot of mention. B.D. Wong, fucking guy, gorgeous human being, and love a character who's like the... And I am, as an atheist, uh, like he's the, and an anti, like, I don't trust a lot of the criminal psychologists and shit, but he's just so like touching in that role that I'm like, listen to him, Stabler. Like he, oh yeah, anytime he's on, I'm like, trust him. (laughs) Him and the blonde DA, whose name I never remember. Stephanie March, Alex Cabot. (laughs) Yes. I loved her. And you know who else loved her? Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Mickey oh, Rourke yeah. gave B.D. Wong and Stephanie March special shout outs in his manifesto. Um, no, she's one of my favorites. I think she's like my favorite DA. Um, and then and then after that, maybe Diane Neal as Casey Novak, who we did have on our podcast. And she was oh, amazing. Shit. So, yeah, yeah we've had, awesome. since you've watched it, we've talked from the cast to Captain Cragen and uh, ADA Casey Novak. Oh shit! Craigan's the bald old uh, J.K. But Simmons dude. Yeah, not J.K. Have... Simmons because he was on for the first season. Oh, because he was actually yes, yeah, yeah, yes, not but actual the... J.K. Simmons, but he does have a J.K. Simmons like vibe. Yeah, are you an yeah, Oz boy? Did you watch an Oz? Oz boy? Yeah, Oz. You yeah, watch I Oz. watched Oz. Yeah, me too. I loved, I loved Oz. So that's another BD. That's an, uh, that's yeah. a BD vehicle. A lot of a BD vehicle. Uh, yeah, well, it's funny because. Talk about watching a show too young. <laughs> when did Oz come out? Like in the 90s? Right? I watched in it in 90s? junior high and I used to have a joke like it's fucked up. I was just watching anal jail rape as a child. Like it obviously influenced my sexuality. In some sort of way. Well, but we've talked to so many Oz people on our podcast and Lisa's always like, I watched Oz in junior high and they're all like, whoa. Yeah. I just looked at it started in 97. I remember watching it on HBO. So I would have been 15 or 16 at that time. And you know, and the, I was, the, the brothers are really brothers. Dean Winters and Scott William Winters are really brothers. Cyril and the Ira the, and Riley O'Reilly. Oh, shit. I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, had... I fell in love with him on Oz and of followed course. mayhem everywhere, everywhere he went. Everywhere, yes. And then I was a, I was a, uh, an extra on 30 Rock for like three seasons. And he, uh, when he, uh, I overlapped with him. When he and was it would just the be Bieber like, King? Yeah. And I'm like, I hope he's in, I hope he's on set today. I'd love to just see him. <laughs> I saw him twice in New York. Once I was in a bar looking out the window and he was in the street and he saw me lose my mind and was like, kind of like, okay, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second time I was in like in New York. I forgot what it's called, but it's one of the oldest bars in Manhattan. It's like from the 1800s or something. McSarley's? I don't. Maybe it's like um, downtown Irishy. But we uh, he walked in to get a to go order. He kissed the waitress on the cheek. Like he was a regular there. It was thrilling. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it was exciting. Are you a Sex in the City person? Yes. Because that's another <laughs> show. I was going to mention it earlier, like when we were talking about Seinfeld, where that show I was like. People don't just eat out all the time and like with their friends. And then I moved to New York. I'm like, yeah, we do. 
<laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you did. All the time. And <laughs> it felt so cool to be like, I'm fucking sex in the city. I'm out to eat. Oh. Uh, <laughs> me, me, me and my wife rewatched it together when we moved into Brooklyn. We were like, well, we, uh, she worked at New Line Cinema and got like gifted like the uh, Sex in the City box set. We were like, we're going to go home and watch this now that we're quote unquote New Yorkers. And it was such a, <laughs> I, I love that show. And that show, we recently watched a bunch of episodes. Uh, you know, we'll revisit a show like that kind of in the background. And it's so timely. You know, like, so there's so, like, you know, they got getting a lot of stuff wrong a little, but it's still funny. And Carrie is the pit. Yeah. She's a, f- this is something I did never picked up on before until I rewatched it in the last couple of years. She's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, She's I think like that's walking what you her realize, friends like, into as, traps. With, like, as the show ages, you're like, oh, Carrie's bad. I, yes. also, I also personally think the writing is really bad. I think no. the situations are amazing. I think the yeah. situations, I all the time go, oh my God, that's a Sex and the City episode. That's just like what happened on Sex and the City. Like the, like the way they brainstormed the show and like put out episodes was amazing. I think the writing is bad and I stand by that. And Lisa and I will get into a fight about it, I'm sure. It was, no, I mean, I it's like rather gonna, corny. Yeah. But Samantha's fine. Like, oh, then you can go tap oh. dance with Mr. Bone Jangles. Like, I don't know, like, uh, Dick and Ricky <laughs> yeah. Pronto. Like, there is a lot of... Um, uh, another but, show I learned a lot of things from. Yes. Like, from watching that show, I was just like... I mean, when it was first on, too, I was like peak horniness, loving Kim Cattrall. You know what I mean? And just like watching a show like that felt like... I've got the same sensation I got when I was like 12 watching 90210. I felt like... I was reading a girl's diary in a way, you know what I mean? Where yeah, and I I should look up when Sex and City came out because I was gonna be like, you were twenty one when that came out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind but of it, one of. So it's I like reading just, Cosmo when you're a kid. You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I was reading Seventeen when I was like twelve. My parents were like, what? Uh, why? But Cosmo is like, meant uh, for teenagers. If you're a grown woman reading Cosmo, <laughs> you need help. That's not okay. Second, I would like to sadly say I am a Carrie. And it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. That's what so makes true. you a Carrie, Lisa? She's I, chaotic like Carrie. I have no money. Um. You know the line where it's like, why are you taking the bus when you're on the bus? That's me. Like, yeah. Like, I'm successful. I'm in the movies, baby. And then it's like I'm in a studio apartment. I have I bought all this art, had no savings, don't have any money, can't get any. I've never rented a car. I don't want to cook. I don't wash dishes. I, I wouldn't be able oh, to do yeah, anything right without my friends ever. You're Carrie, and that does suck. Cabris. <laughs> Shit, this is a debate on our podcast that our that our listeners have gone like psychotic about. Lisa wants to have a silverware drawer where she just throws all the silverware in a drawer. No divider, no separating the different kinds, just fucking silverware loose life jungle. If she's not hosting, well, how much does she need in there? It can't be that hard to keep track. You know what I mean? Like just get like two forks, two knives, two spoons, you're made in the shade. You don't need But I I'm it's not that hard to also have the uh, sorting tray. In there. I don't like it. It's zero extra effort. It, I know. It, it ruins my life having to put them in those little things. I don't like it. It's so insane that that would ruin your life. But one more thing about <laughs> Sex in the City, so though, insane. that I want to say is this is why I'm hesitant about the reboot because it's not going to have Samantha. And I do think she is like the lifeblood of the show. She's the funniest yes, part any- of the show. 
And anyone who says otherwise was like processing the show in a weird way. Like you can love Charlotte, Miranda and Carrie. But like if you think it might stand without I don't think it would stand with any of them missing, to be honest. And Catral, Samantha, especially Charlotte can go. What? I think Charlotte. We don't need Charlotte for a successful show. Sorry, my I don't. I feel guilt. I feel. I think you do for a reboot. If you're trying to capture the magic, you got to capture the fucking magic. It's so weird. It's like, oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, We all right. So uh, Lisa is Carrie. Who who are you? You think from? I mean, I am a Miranda for sure. She has her Palm Pilot. Her schedule is in there. She's putting on a baseball cap and walking fast. I mean, I'm not getting adult braces. I'm not marrying Steve, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, you kind of did marry Steve. Did I marry Steve? (laughs) Yeah, you you didn't not marry Steve. You didn't marry Big or Barishnikov. You married (laughs) either Aiden. You either married. Yeah. I was like, did I marry more? You married the comic golden guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you did. The I married Power Lad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, well, my favorite line is Miranda when the the cop that's like too hot for her, they go on a date and she gets too drunk. And then she's at, they're at the apartment. She goes, I'm no Mina Suvari, but I'm great in bed. It's like the best. <laughs> it's the best. That is very funny. I like Gabriel, when she's shopping oh. for her wedding dress and goes, nothing white, nothing that says virgin. We have a child. The jig is up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, oh, you're so busy. I say that a lot, but, um, (laughs) there's a lot of crossover because of New York with sex in the city and SVU cameos. Like it is awesome. It's uh, like, oh, that's the sports guy that fucked Samantha. Wow. You know, there's a lot of, yeah, yeah. We just, we just did the Sopranos and that was a lot of like, oh, and because especially Samantha's, uh, besides Smith Jarrett, like she has like a new B story every episode. So like you, and you remember a lot of those people like Slattery and the piss, like the piss guy, mm-hmm. all that shit. So you remember all those, but watching, uh, w- watching Sopranos, we were like, Oh my God, that's the guy from like, like revisiting old prestige HBOs let yeah. you just see. Cause all those people end up working forever. And you just like unpack. You're like this guy from the Sopranos, I didn't even know he was in The Sopranos, and now he's like this huge actor. And same with Sex and the City, same with Law and Order, same with all uh, Oz. You're like watching, you're like, oh, if you've never seen Oz, you go back and watch Oz, you go, now I see why these six act, like I see why Edie Falco, J.K. Simmons, Maloney, Dean Winter, B.D. Wong, uh, the dude from Lost, he's in the wheelchair in the show. His name is escaping he's me now. He's awesome. He's in an SVU as well. Yeah, Harold he's in an SVU. Harold Panieri. Paranow. Yes, good yeah. guy from Lost, yeah. Awesome. Oh, that means he's in Claws, so which good. I love. I love Claws. Oh, yeah, I have to watch. Claws. Oh, I don't watch Claws. Tiff it's, loves Claws. Claws is psychotic, and I could see why <laughs> Tiffany would like it. Okay. It is like a, it is like a Sex in the City, like did like a fuck ton of meth. Like it is a, it is a wacko show. Like that's uh, so that's perfect. Nuts. Uh, I think I'm a Miranda or a Charlotte. I'm like, it's a bummer because I'm like a mix of the two worst people. You're I'm a probably, Samantha. honestly, I'm probably a Samantha meets Burger, which is <laughs> no. the worst. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not Burger. Tiff says I'm Aiden. That's who That's she says. Good. She's like, I mean, she's it's... like, like Carrie should have married Aiden, but you don't blame her for going back to No, big. because Aiden didn't want Carrie. Yes. He wanted her to change for him. 
Right. Didn't want who Carrie was. Yeah, wanted, like, like he wasn't going to go out to a fancy thing. Like he was like, throw away your shoes, eat chicken with me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right, <throw> away- <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking... All right, now I see what my wife's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but Burger was like... I hate your success. Shut up. I don't want to talk about it. Like he was. <laughs> no, burger is, is bad. Burger's bad. You're not yeah, a burger. Yeah, he's no, no joke. You're not a burger, Gabrus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, yeah. No, 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 no. Um, so I, I love D'Onofrio on, on CI, but like, do you guys have favorites from, I mean, it's so iconic. It's like talking about your favorite Warner Brothers character. Like, you know, your favorite Who's your favorite Looney Tune? Well, it's like I have a right. Tweety. Yeah, okay, of course. <laughs> well done. I, <laughs> I can't pick. I'm sorry. They're all my children. Most I mean, people if we had are to pick somebody who was non Marishka. Right. Because 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 she's is, just like the queen. I mean, she carries the show. She's like you know, like if you had if you had to pick somebody like as your favorite on that show who's like a not Marishka Hargitay. Yeah, because everyone that comes on, we interview, they're just like, she's an angel, a beacon of hope. She's everything. She's the heartbeat, the blood of that show. She's the like, no one is said. Isn't that so amazing? (laughs) Not that makes me so fucking happy. Not a single word. Oh, I do have one thing I don't love. Her and her husband's first date was going to church. So that's just something that, you know, that's why I have to get. You don't have to say that. (laughs) Like, if that's even true, you should know not to tell people that. Like, <laughs> and if it's a lie to sound more Christian or something, yikes. Yeah. Uh, we go to the nurse. Har- Hargitay has a- I thought we were going to go to a caller. <laughs> you picked up your finger. Yeah, like, and okay, hold on. On the, li- on the line is Mariska Hargitay saying, <laughs> what'd you say about church, bitch? <laughs> you go to Mickey but, Hargitay's plants? Yes. Uh, my wife, uh, Tiff, and our friend, we like uh, who they, we guard, they garden together, go there frequently. And I was just like, I didn't realize I didn't even put it together that it's a family fucking business. Yeah, I think it used to it, I think it maybe was her dad's, but then it was being run by her older brother who's like much older than her, I think. Like in her in his sixties or seventies or something like that. Like an older half brother or something. I've oh, looked it up fuck. before. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna obviously. say as, like Samantha on Sex in the City equals iced tea on SVU. I I think you're right. It's the flavor. It's the excitement. It'd be hard without. Yeah. That. He's got yeah. the he's got the jokes, the like sil- he talks back to the perps like they both don't know silly. how to talk about trans people in a respectful way. Yeah. That's really good. <laughs> he loves porn. Oh, so that's what that's the messed up. I'm just like, saying that's, that's the, the real yeah. that's the real like linked between them. <laughs> like, <laughs> Both don't have the vocab for the things they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sign of the times that they were made, although <laughs> Law and Order is a little newer. <laughs> Ice, <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> uh, he's the king. I, I, I'm a, I, I grew up, the, what got me into comedy was in ninth grade, uh, evening at the improv was on A&E from 6 to 7 a.m. every morning, and 7 is when I had to leave for school. So two episodes back-to-back, I watched every single morning before school. I got up at 6 and got ready on the commercials while I watched, like, old, bad 70s stand-up <laughs> in, like, 1994, just memorizing it. And I became a Richard Belzer fan <laughs> in high school. Like, like my dad was like, yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. And he was, like, the only guy who knew who Richard Belzer... Everyone's like... Yeah. 
the Adam Sandler tape's hysterical. I'm like, yeah, I love it. Have you guys heard of Belzer? He does this thing about <laughs> Bruce Springsteen being richer than God. It's really funny. It's like, it's 1995, Gabrus. None of these references are landing. <laughs> but because of that, when I watched Law & Order, I was like, that's Belzer. He's so fucking funny. And it's like, that was important He drives me. me nuts. Yeah, it's, well... I like that they like wrote him up to be crazier and crazier yeah. all the time. It's like just Chase. lean into it. It's he's like a conspiracy guy. Fully. He's gonna be QAnon by season like, fifteen. Oh, and there's him talking about shredding documents. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like <laughs> Munch is not on anymore, but I mean, I we can't weigh out that they're gonna bring him back. Like they definitely will at some point, and he'll be like, I bet he'll be like, I dabbled in QAnon. Like I can yeah, absolutely like, see it. Well, um, sorry, I've been gone, guys. Since January sixth, I've been under <laughs> FBI investigation from storming the Capitol. <laughs> Munch at the insurrection. Yeah, well, there's plenty of off-duty cops there, I feel like. so. <laughs> and then I feel like Kara and I, we both have, like, we're excited b- about judges. Like, when we ha- we love Petrovsky, we love Judith Light. Um, we love uh, some of the judges a lot. Yeah, well. Judith Light is oh, like Judith a, is a, a, has an iconic character on that show. She's like a bitchy uh, fucking judge. And then she becomes, later she moves up to like a higher than a judge position. And she's... Fred Hampton. That's some of the best shit they do is when they move narrative along with casting where it's like this same person is playing the same person but now they are the commander or whatever like i love shit like that that happens a couple of times where you see a character early on and they just live long enough that they get to be in the show is something else well what do you think about this gabriel because this is one of the debates that lisa and i have on the show is on our show is that uh, it takes me out of it when I see a person that I saw in season three as like a victim and now we're on season six and they're like the boss at the co- at a company and they're a different character. And I'm like, but I wa- I'm in the universe. I watch the show. I remember this person from another episode. And I know actors are like, yeah, but it's like good for us. We want to get hired again and again. And it's like, of right. course. But me as a viewer, I'm like, a lot of shows would never do that. You know, well, me as a viewer and also an actor who's never been cast on Law and Order. <laughs> anytime anyone's repeated, I'm like, I got a fucking New York accent. I have New York face. Put me in a fucking I, I'm fat. I look like a cop. Put me in a uniform. <laughs> have Stabler choke me out. I look like a pervert, too. I could play anything on Law and Order. <laughs> And I was just like, I'm so mad. And so whenever there's a repeat, I'm like, you couldn't have got, especially yeah. a repeat of a white dude. It's like, <laughs> fucking pick me. Also, this <laughs> reminded me another great thing about SVU is like, obviously it's a little cop gandy, but they are a cab because any other cop that's not SVU is a piece of shit or a fucking idiot or a, or a loser. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> they're the worst. They don't see the evidence. They don't want to share the files. They don't want to be nice to the victim. Yeah. So the that's cops kind of like lose shit. They're bad. Yeah. <laughs> we also read Gabrus. Not that you're not that you're auditioning for Law and Order anymore because you're out here. But like, uh, we re- somebody told us or we read somewhere that you're more likely to get cast as like a cop if you have a cop uniform. Yes, I they that, I, that like, I remember hearing early yeah. on in my career. It's like <laughs> if you have a firefighter's uniform or a cop uniform, you could get cast a lot, and that's like true for extra work for sure. It's like dudes just roll up with their own little like suit bag with a, a police uniform in it. Slap. I I played a firefighter on uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine this last season, and the woman who was playing my non-speaking firefighter partner, she's like, 
Yeah, I play Fight Fighter in everything. I just have the face. I just have I, the suit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, and she does look like a lady who you'd be confident can climb a ladder and carry a hoe. You know what I mean? Like, she sells the role of a female firefighter. So when you when she shows, she's like, yeah, I get cast like this all the time. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's like, you have the jacket? She's like, yeah. I, keep, I yeah, was I on an audition jacket. once where they were also auditioning real fucking women firefighters, and I was just horny out of my mind. Like, it was really um, hot. I was like, I was, I remember asking the casting director later, I was like, so did that girl get this part or what? Like, are we going to see each other? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, guys. Is it done? It doesn't have to be. I have a question but can, for you. Um, if you. Let's do it. What please. is your dream role on SVU? Oh shit. I would love, well, I've definitely, I wanted to be a, a cop who is in over his head, like dealing with an SVU thing, like a guest star cop who's like, no, I'm normally just Robert, but that was when I was younger. I think now I want to play a dad who people are maybe suspicious of. <laughs> but are you a red herring or are you guilty? I'm a red herring. I, 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 I got, I have to, Rely, hope my charm shines through and it's like he's not really a pedophile murderer you know <laughs> he's getting railroaded by SVU like that's that's what I would want right. to play <laughs> or, uh, or just a, a guy a bouncer in a bar is like whoa 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 not too fat and, and like I get like fucking alpha by stable. One of those bouncers I, that's like, yeah, I checked his ID. I remember where he lived, somewhere on the in the upper eighties. Yeah. I think it was four one seven East Eightieth <laughs> Street. You're like, how do you fucking remember all? Yeah, I can Dude, see the bouncers you doing that. not even bouncers in New York are just I like Mulaney's bit about that too. Is like the bartender's like, wait. Yeah, the gin and tonic. I remember her. It's like showing a bar, a New York City bartender who served ten thousand drinks the night before, a Polaroid of a woman out of the context of her going out. It's they like, know, they know how she paid. They're like, she paid with a car. She seemed upset. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like she might have been fighting with an ex or something. It's like, really? Oh you, my god! I can't even get a bartender to buy to notice me to buy a drink. You're saying you've unpacked this woman's entire history. Um, I was just in New York, and um, you know, I, I'm. Just hitting the town again. Just got just got vaxxed. Okay, so hell yeah, there was a gay couple, like two little twinks. I could say twinks or not. I think I don't know on this podcast. Yes, but we'll let other people decide. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, just fully fighting and breaking up, and I was like, "Thank God, I get to witness this." It was awesome. (laughs) Like they were aggressively chopping their food, like in a movie. He, they were like, you should not be this angry. I mean, fully breaking up for like an hour. It was oh. such a lucky day. Well, I miss that about life New York. finds a way. I miss <laughs> yeah. that about New York, like overhearing people's bullshit. And like, because it's like, even when LA was pre-pandemic, we just didn't have it the same way. I, I realize, having been out of New York now for eight or nine years, I realize how much of a voyeur I am yeah. in a way where I'm like, I love to know strangers business. I love to hypothesize strangers business. Tiffany always gets on me. She's like, how did you think? I'm like, I think because I heard her fighting with her boyfriend earlier. So here's my, opinion. <laughs> I think the boyfriend and her have a mutual friend that he was like a little too. Tiffany's like, where did you get all that from? I'm like, I maybe filled out some gray, like, you know, <laughs> like a moth story. I'm like, yeah, I got yeah. some details I can fudge to help this sound better. <laughs> I added some color. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Lisa? Who would you want to play on law and order? Um, It changes all the time, but in the moment I want to be someone that gets pulled away in the courtroom and cuffs while I'm thrashing. 
Oh yes, that's a good. One. I want to. I I want to pay a a a, fee, uh, a group of women money to do that to me, not on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Hyper specific fetish of mine. I want to be like scream. I want someone to scream. You're in contempt of court. Why six women bailiffs drag me out of a room? <laughs> this is real. It sounds real. Yeah, uh, it's adjacent to real. It seems real. <laughs> yeah, getting the shit kicked out of me by a group of women. That or like tricked appealing. on the stand and then realize, oh, confess, duped, and then like have to be like, ah! like I, I mean, yeah, that would be there awesome. Was, yeah, there was a getting the bill we, to a meltdown is high is hot. Like that's a fun one. Yeah, just an episode we watched where the actress Mary Kay Place goes, I help people. What have you ever done, you stupid bitch? And they're they're dragging her out of court while she says it. And Elisa's like, that's my dream role. That's awesome, because that's such a long line to say while being dragged out, and it's still a little sassy. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Clank? Dream role uh, on Law & Order. Oh, probably like a bitchy defense attorney. I'd love to come in and be like, I think we're done talking to my client now. You know? Yeah, not to lean full, not to continue the Miranda path, but you have strong lawyer energy. <laughs> I mean, I met you when you were an exec, like we met way back in the day when you, uh, you were an assistant, like to a executive produced to an executive. So in my mind, you were like organized and like paying well, attention at that. And yeah. I played your boss in a television show. That <laughs> right, we right. And you played the boss. And I, thank you for calling that a television show. I mean, who knows? A late night, like- a late night video that Spike TV put on air. <laughs> That's Spike TV contractually had to air once each or something like that, where you and I made each. I was the I made no- star and co. Yeah, you 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 got rolled into your assistant <laughs> salary. I got it rolled into my writer's deal, which was like. $200 a day or something crazy. And it was played. the most money I ever made in my... We were talking about mocap the other day. Uh, for the listeners and potentially Lisa, me and Kara used to work at the same production company way back in the day. And they got this weird development deal to make uh, this web video into a TV series for super low budget because it was all shot on a green screen without ever putting anything into the green screen. Like the premise of the show is the green screen is there. Right. And but <laughs> and I'm in the, a blue suit. The reason they the got green... to sell it was because it was the writer's strike. Right. So it was like completely non. We were making all this non-union content or whatever because they were right. Like, it was like we don't was, have anything. <laughs> they, oh my god! And we worked for like three weeks in this weird ass studio across from the UN with, I'm going to leave people's names out of it with a bunch of weird people in hindsight, <laughs> a lot of people. with, And we were talking about this the other day. Cause I took the money I made on that. I remember it too. Cause I took me and Tiffany to Costa Rica, our first vacation as like a couple, not going with one or the other's parents. I did it and I was like with my mocap money. I remember it was 3500 for the two of us. We went to like the shittiest like in hindsight I was like it's all inclusive babe and that now we're 40 and we're elevated levels of bougie her especially <laughs> in hindsight I'm like I would cringe at the place I brought her that cost 3500 with travel for two people <laughs> for five nights. <laughs> but but that you was liked like the it level at the of, time. I fucking loved it at oh, the time. Yeah. We got like propositioned for a threesome and we weren't into it uh but it was just exciting that this older woman was like so what are you guys doing tomorrow what are you guys doing tonight like this woman who's <laughs> vacationing alone and tiffany was like the other day revealed when we were talking about that costa rica vacation i think because you came up because you recently got flowers from her for someone so we're talking about clank talking about mocap talking about this costa rica vacation and she goes you know and 
she knows the name too. She's like, you know, Lydia still is in contact with me on social media. No, the threesome like, lady. Yes. <laughs> well, it, t- Tiffany's like, I truly believe it's not a three. It was never a threesome at this point. I'm like, let us have this. We were fucking 25. <laughs> it was been so nice to think. You guys have been together a long time. Well, yeah, we've been together since uh, junior year of college. Wow. So w- in in. February was 18 years. Yeah. Of oh, us being together. I love yeah. that. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. It's crazy. It is a way to do a relationship, but it is pretty wild to be like 40 and be like, I've only lived with this. But like, it's just an, ex- ex- it's amazing, but it's crazy that people are like, yeah. When I talk about like, yeah, I hooked up with this girl once that story is from 2000. Yeah. 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 Like, like, like that was I was we were talking about hookups on a random podcast. It was like actually I did some sketchy shit with it, whatever, blah blah. And someone's like, knowing how long you've been with Tiffany, that means this happened when you were. I was like, yeah, seventeen years old. This is a story from when I was seventeen. I don't have any cool sex stories that I want to share as an adult because they're all like, I titty fucked my wife. It's like who wants to hear that? Like, what did I? What'd you do last night? Oh, you know the woman who's cooking us dinner. We went after each other. It's like no, no. it's not the same when it's your lifelong partner when you could talk about it. <laughs> like no one needs to know my wife is good in bed. That just feels weird. <laughs> like that that, that that shouldn't come up to my guy friends. No. <laughs> yeah, Gabrus's wife fucks like a champ. It's like that seems. Why am I still talking about it? <laughs> I like. I'm it. panicking, like spiraling. I'm like, I swear. <laughs> I do want to. This is more fun, but I did want to add. Uh, Kara is very organized. Yes. Oh, I, in terms of me being a defense attorney, I'm sure I'd come up with some fucked up reason why no, my but he said you were client should get off. And my favorite little tidbit I say is like, before Karen and I are done having the conversation, I have a Google Cal invite. It's ready. It's set. <laughs> we can move it a half an hour. It's getting moved. But that's it. It's getting yeah. moved. It's not just like, okay. But it's, um, and then, yeah, there's just a lot of spreadsheets. And then, like our documents, there's just so many indentations. It's like so many different <laughs> categories of notes. I'm very comfortable with the whole Google suite of products. And, um, I use them. I, <laughs> but it could, we couldn't have a successful podcast without it. I'm glad I don't have to do it. It would be a mess without me. I just like, I don't know how she Dude, does yeah. it. I put shit in my calendar on the day, not even in the time where it actually is. She put something had, in her calendar the other day and goes, I put something in my calendar at 11 a.m. and I just wrote 11 a.m. Yeah. What do you think that is? Brunch? Uh, Lisa, I'm definitely from the Lisa camp, yeah. but have over the years taught myself clank abilities <laughs> due to like, I just, uh, I can't survive without iCal now. As And I'm at the point where I'm like, the Action Boys podcast I host with two other people, I'm like, Okay, so here are the eleven dates uh, we have scheduled in the next, like you know, and I, I'm the guy sending that, and I was never that guy, but now I have like weird anxiety. Of, look how sweaty I am. I have weird anxiety <laughs> about fucking this up. So like I've flipped where I've now like I have to, I've gotten like a little bit. I, I guess you can't be a little OCD. Like that's like <laughs> stolen valor for an actual <laughs> neurological condition. But I got like way more organized in only the last couple years. At like 37, 38, I finally was like, let's start tabbing in emails. Let's start saving things in calendars and doing calendar invites with people. Now my Zoom schedule, I've got it all sorted out. I'm so, Lisa, I'm not pushing you in any direction, but once you do it, it does free you up to be 
The kind I'm going to follow up with you in like four years when Lisa's 37 and she's sending me like Google Excel docs. I can't wait. <laughs> I, I just don't think wait. so. I feel before I get to that, I just have so many other things to work on. I just like Google Palace. <laughs> it's not at the top. It's well, not at the if top. I could, if I could speak from personal experience, uh, Lisa, you'll try to work on the other stuff, realize that's super difficult, and go, hey, at least I can get organized. <laughs> no, I'm still a malicious asshole who pushes people away. Oh, okay, yeah, but I'm getting more organized. <laughs> You're still, uh, you know, see food as love. Yeah, that's fine but like <laughs> I'm organized now like I'm fixing it's like I finally got the license plate holder I needed for this car that can barely run it's like aha <laughs> yes perfect <laughs> it's like you sure you don't want to work on the engine dude it's like no 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 no. the license I'd rather be boogie boarding perfect <laughs> uh, I will never boogie board I haven't and I refuse dude I've been taking surfing lessons oh this our year. friend has two in One the pandemic good friends Yes, I got. Uh, I used to surf way back in the day, as uh, back in the day on Long Island. And then once I moved to the city, I never did it for 16 years. And then I stood up for the first time in, in 16 years on, on like those foam top things that are practically kayaks. You know, like a 300 pounder can stand up without much skill. But it was fucking rad. That's I felt so like cool. A, that's another thing I could, I will never. No interest. Don't ever, don't say, oh, no interest. That's fair. But never say will never because. Fuck it. You're going to be like mega loaded someday. You're going to be like, yeah, I'll surf while I'm here in Hawaii. I'd rather Fuck like, it. like paddle. I don't know. I'd rather <laughs> yeah, swim. <laughs> I'd rather put a snorkel. Uh, for the listeners, I was to say for the listeners, Lisa's explaining what pa- paddling and swimming looks she's like for me and Clay. Pa- a she's really doing we- it with a limp own. doggy paddle, and then a limp breaststroke. For <laughs> I'd rather swim, paddle, maybe dance, maybe lift weights. It's like okay, we- <laughs> she's talking to us like you were a flight attendant, and bl- buckle up. Overheads. <laughs> yeah, I could see myself snorkeling, trying to look at you know some turtles, but. Surfing? No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. I'll go it, on it a was, catamaran. Was, oh. <laughs> Who wouldn't? <laughs> that I'll was going to be my next question. While it surfs <laughs> over the water. Uh, my next question was, how do we feel about catamarans? <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to, you cut me off. How? What about catamarans? Oh, do you perfect. think about the Simpsons often? Like just now, this catamaran reminded me of an episode immediately. Uh, well, now that you said Simpsons, it making me think of the uh, um, D Bar D episode with the HMS Pinafore uh, song. Okay. Uh, the boat where they Cape Fear on episode. The, boat. the Cape Fear yeah. episode. That's the reference I was. I thinking was thinking of. again a movie I didn't see till ten years after I watched that episode a dozen times. Yeah. Oh my uh, god, I saw Kate, and that's a movie I saw too young, and it terrified me. I think I watched Kate yeah. Fear when I was eleven, and was like, like <laughs> that. That should terrify. Yeah. Me. Yes. No, I thought of the glass bottom boat, mm. but I don't remember what episode they like win these tickets. But yeah, and then the shark <laughs> keeps knocking on the glass. I think I'm gonna start fucking slapping uh, Hulu Simpsons on in the back or whatever Disney channel Plus. they're on. Disney Plus, even. But I was talking yeah. to a, a a very well known Simpsons co- toy collector uh, on a po- his podcast, and he was saying he's like the new episodes are pretty good. Give them a shot. And I watched like seasons twenty eight through thirty two, and I enjoyed it. I think we've like built up this thing of like only old, and I was like, this is fun. I don't know why Christine I'm like Nagel so writes on it, doesn't she, Gabrius? Oh my god, yeah. Her Philly impression uh, girl is like one of my favorite, and her four landscape. She's, she's so fun. 
She's one of the funniest people. I've kn- known her forever. She rules. Uh, Nang's been on the pod before. We have the same birthday. Um, <laughs> wait, going going back to, I think part of the reason why modern Simpsons might be hitting is because old Simpsons were so good. You know, like when we talk classic Simpsons, like the Conan, Conan years, we talk about them so good that when it falls off, you're like, oh, bummer. This fell off. It was so good. But now everything sucks so much that it's like, honestly, I'd love to rewatch the old Simpsons after that I hated when I was fucking 16 and 20. I wonder how I'd feel now based on how shitty most TV is. It might be like a beautiful release to be like, I can't believe we hate it. Because that's something I'm learning on the Action Boys podcast is like watching these old action movies that when I was a kid, I was like lame but now that everything is like disney and star wars i'm like oh we didn't know how good we had it we have like these big budget a name dumb properties i have a name drop brag if that's okay yeah i did a pilot that didn't get picked up with the terrorist from true lives oh shit was like the patriarch in the it was like a family sitcom and i was a kooky best friend but i was just like are you fucking kidding me it's sad. I don't remember his name. Like that's so rude. I but. just watched it. The yeah, he's like they're they call themselves like the Red Jihad or something is the name of their. <laughs> it's a very tackily named organization. Something that's probably <laughs> offensive today. Oh yeah, one. But his eyes <laughs> were just big, and he shot majestic. That, like, it was just like the True Lies rocked my world. I remember. Ah, oh, fucking great movie. Great Jim Cameron movie. Um, guys. People, thank you so much for coming on High and Mighty and talking Law and Order. For fuck's sake, this was so rad. (laughs) Tell people, tell the shitheads, tell my listeners where they can find you guys both on the pod and separately. What's going on? Uh, Well, our podcast is called That's Messed Up. We're That's Messed Up podcast on Instagram. And I think That's Messed Up pod on Twitter. And our new episodes come out every Tuesday anywhere you guys pod. And I'm Kara Clank everywhere. And I'm glitter cheese, glitter cheese. (laughs) That's why you're one of those people that you can like talk about as their handle a little bit, you know, like (laughs) I saw glitter cheese last night at the store and she crushed. Like it kind of works. I think nicknames are cool. I mean, it's, it's embarrassing because I made that one up, but um, (laughs) (laughs) even when people call me by my last name or like Trey, I love a nickname. It makes me feel special. You you have a good last name for getting called by it too, like you know. It's, Traeger. It's, yeah, it's like Sergeant Traeger. You know, get in my office. Clank, of course, works too. Hard consonants in the beginning and the end, yeah. and one syllable <laughs> and six letters. It's like it's th- the name's doing a lot. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> um. Yeah, but what I was gonna one thing about our podcast, if you're listening, like you don't have to be like a huge SVU fan to watch it. A lot of people or to listen to it. A lot of people have ta- have written us and been like, I don't even watch the show. I just listen to you guys talk about it. So yeah, people give should us a just shot. listen because you're two of the funniest give comics us a, working. Give us yeah. <laughs> that's what I do with Gander. Trixie and Katya. I don't watch Netflix anymore. I just watch them watch Netflix. And I'm like, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's plenty. Who fucking needs it? Oh, I, I just want to say for the listener's sake, when we were planning this record, I'm I'm trying to bank a bunch of episodes for the summer. I'm like, I'd love to have you guys on whenever. This is the response I got was, uh, it probably should be this week because uh, <laughs> Lisa's going on vacation and I'm having a baby. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's like, uh, Lisa's going on vacation next week and I'm having a baby the week after. <laughs> I was 
the way you just said it was like we're both sort of busy with like she's got something and I got something. Oh, and, but you just and the last time I was on your podcast, I was like nine months pregnant. Mega I was pregnant. Promoting, yes, I was promoting my album, and so yeah, I only do high and mighty when I'm knocked up. So this might be I the can, last. I can time. tell when you're pregnant. It, it, I, the pheromones are in the air, and I'm like, I gotta have Clank on. I gotta talk to Clank. I've been wanting to do. Uh, anything with you for a long time since South by Fuck yeah. I've been a fan since South by since we did Besser's weed show. Honestly, that's how I've like waiting to go on stage during Besser's weed show where Besser goes on a lot. You and I were just backstage talking, had never met. I'm like, this fucking woman is hysterical. We had fun. And And I was was like the same lineup year after year like a year later yeah it was like well who's who's saying yes to a weed show as everyone is getting the guy who's 50 something and hosts it and the guy who's in his late 30s and guests it's like eventually it's like what are we still doing weed shows for and it's like who's I'm passionate about time? weed let's get the people that are really passionate about it on i'm glad to be on that list yeah <laughs> yeah based on our love of weed and taco bell you and i should be fast friends forever and i it's already happened and i mean Clank, Clank and I have now known each other for 17 oh my years, God, so 16 long. years or something so like that. Long. <laughs> Taco Bell truly is like McDonald's was always my number one, but Taco Bell really has just been the number one for like. They're chasing yeah. it. They're trying to they're trying to stay number and one. They're McDonald's getting, got comfortable. They're getting plant based soon. So I might be patronizing Taco Bell more once I know that there's some more plant based options for me. A lot of veg heads like Taco Bell because of the bean substitute gets you like there's no meat in anything right. else. So a lot of a, a lot of uh, vegans too, they do dig Taco Bell because you can say lose the cheese, sub beans and you can get right back to vegan there. See, uh, I mean I'm I'm I like their quesadilla, but Oh, it is, fuck yeah. That is good. I'm not I'm no vegan. <laughs> Give me that Baja sauce, baby. <laughs> Baja blast me in the fucking face. Um Thank you so much. You. Check out their podcast. Follow them. Uh, re- reply to the tweet ab- uh, about this episode with your favorite Law & Order SVU episode or favorite uh, meme, uh, whatever the fuck you want. I love that Ice-T meme that was going around where they were like all the, because he's always like, kids are doing this thing called blank. You know, like yeah, yeah, there was yeah. a meme where they were just <laughs> filling it in with insane specifics. That's so And fun. Christopher Maloney's ass just went viral for like a month. As it should. I actually, you know what? I'm gonna I, I'm gonna switch what role I want to play on. I want to play a guy who uh, Christopher Maloney's trying to box out in a pickup basketball Wait, game. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> um, did you see the Cynthia Nixon, aka Miranda, SVU episode? No, she has multiple I don't think personalities. So. Oh shit! I'm writing that down it's too. Alternate <laughs> season nine, episode one. It like she either won an Emmy or Golden Globe or was nominated. Like it's <laughs> incredible. So I have Bojack D'Onofrio and then <laughs> Miranda SVU yeah. written down. <laughs> this is a fucking great to do list. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm at Gabrus on all social media. Check out my other podcast, Action Boys, uh, Patreon, actionboys.biz, or the Gino Lombardo show on Stitcher Premium. Use promo code Gino for one free month. Get yourself a shirt at gabrus.com slash shirts and follow me on social media to find out where I'll be traveling to or talking to you from next, which most likely this fucking room. <laughs> Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. 
in a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. It's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> now... Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Oh, there's a fantasy component. Yeah. There's some yeah. sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I pity the roommate. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now. <laughs>